0: This is episode number two twenty one with New York Times best selling author Jackie Warner. Welcome to the School of Greatness. My name is Lewis Howes, former pro athlete turned lifestyle entrepreneur. And each week we bring you an inspiring person or message to help you discover how to unlock your inner greatness. Thanks for spending some time with me today. Now let the class begin. Welcome everyone to the podcast. Very excited about today's guest. Her name is Jackie Warner, and she's best known as the star of Bravo's workout and fintervention. Jackie is the author of two New York Times bestselling books, has starred in five best selling DVDs, and has a successful product line. Jackie is one of the country's most popular and well-known fitness trainers. And in this episode, we don't hold anything back that's right. My fellow Ohioan and I dive in deep about her journey to really what it was like moving out here, starting from scratch, becoming a millionaire at an early age, and then losing it all, and then starting again, getting into the fitness world, what it was like launching a TV show with Bravo early on before they were really doing reality shows, what it did for her life, the challenges it caused and what she's done since then so i think you guys are going to enjoy this especially if you ever watch the show called workout Uh, i think you're going to really enjoy understanding and tapping into the mind of jackie warner now let's go ahead and dive into this episode with the talented the lovely the wise the fellow ohioan and the one and only jackie warner Okay, quick map. com slash greatness. Netsuite.com slash greatness. Again, head to netsuite.com slash greatness. Welcome, everyone, back to the School of and podcast. Very excited about our guest today. Her name is Jackie <laughs> Warner, and she's got a new book out. Make sure to check this out. We'll have it all linked up back at the show notes. It's called This Is Why You're Sick and Tired and How to Look and Feel Amazing. I'm very excited to have you here.
1: Don't I look like a soccer mom in this photo? Look, look at like that. You look
0: like a great soccer mom. Look at mom.
1: that. Look, look I like look, look like such a soccer fit, mom in that
0: photo. Glowing. And uh, we have a couple things in common that I want to talk about before we dive into some questions. Uh-huh. One is for both from Ohio. Yeah. So high five. High
1: five to Ohio. To Ohio. That's it, definitely, you've got a different type of personality when you're from Ohio or right? the Midwest.
0: Yes, you do. Right when you walked in the, the yeah. here, I gave you a hug and you're like, okay, yeah, we're doing this. And yeah. like, oh, I'm from Ohio, so we have to. <laughs> yeah.
1: We I'd forgotten. I'd, it's been 23 years that I've been out here in LA. Like I've lived in LA longer than I lived in Ohio. Really? Yeah. Can you believe Where that? When did you move? I Like my freshman year. In high school? At college. College, okay. Yeah, thanks for Fresh not – Freshman high school? Yeah. <laughs> but um, no, I I definitely came out here for college and I just ended up staying out here. I love it. You can reinvent yourself over and yeah, over. You yeah. can fail and pick yourself up over and over in LA yeah. and you can't do that anywhere else in this, in my opinion, world more than you can in this town.
0: You can't do it in the same city anywhere else. You could go move from like Columbus to Chicago and right. do it, but you can't be in a small town Ohio no. and reinvent yourself. No. It's pretty challenging. <laughs> Everyone knows everything there, but it's true about being yeah. in LA. I, I lived in New York for a little bit and it's true about that there too, I think. Yeah.
1: That's thank cool. goodness. Cause I got accepted to a school here and I applied to school in New York and thank goodness that LA accepted me because, and <laughs> no. And um because New York would have, now that I go back and uh-huh. forth to New York, like once a month or so, New York would have eaten me alive. Really? I would not have had success in New York really? like I did in LA. Yeah. You seem
0: like you're just in control though. You would just like crush that
1: scene. No, I would not crush it. I would not crush it. <laughs> um, I hate to say that. It's so weird because when I go there now and do like media or some sort of business opportunity or what have you i'm even thinking about opening a gym there but um when i do that i still feel overwhelmed by the city really why yeah because I because i'm a country girl at heart i like green i like a lot of nature i live in laurel canyon and that is very nature you know i've got yard with tons of like Animals and stuff right, in it. Right, right. Yeah. Mountains
0: to look at. Yeah, exactly. I can't drink this water with no, my drink. gun. Go ahead.
1: No, I'm not going to try it. It's going to be a disaster. <laughs> I can so feel good. it. Anyway.
0: Okay, so that's one thing we have in common. So I'm very grateful to be with another fellow Ohioan. Thank you. And um, what part of Ohio? Is it Fairborn. Fairborn. Yeah. So where is that exactly?
1: It's a uh, Wright Pat Air Force Base is there. So it's a big Air Force. Um, Town, and it's about thirty minutes outside of Dayton, so it's a suburb of Dayton, Ohio. Oh
0: wow, yeah. So I'm from- Dayton
1: I call like the ugliest city in the That's world. That's pretty ugly. Yeah. yeah,
0: I'm from near Columbus, Delaware, Ohio. If you've never heard of, I've Delaware. never. Is that northern? It's north, about twenty miles north of Columbus.
1: I never went north. Is that so strange? Growing <laughs> up in high school, we never actually left. We never went out of the thirty mile radius. Right. My entire. Wow. Life growing up in you high just school. just got in trouble in your backyard. We got in trouble right in the backyard, right, right like in the cornfields, <laughs> you know, at the working mom's houses, what, what things was a, like that. What was
0: the craziest thing you did in Ohio when you lived there?
1: What is the craziest thing I did? You, you know, hurt. it's so funny because I I like to kind of act like I'm a bad girl, but when I compare stories with other girls, <laughs> like, that's nothing. they're like, what are you talking about? Like I snuck out maybe like twice in my entire <laughs> high school and I thought, oh, I'm so bad. But I went to like a... a, a club that was for underage people so i didn't even go to like a drinking club (laughs) oh you didn't have a fake id actually (laughs) no one time i know what i know i did something kind of bad one time i um went out and um i can't remember who i was with but we ended up like um befriending a cop okay and the cop took us to bars and let us drink all night
0: the cop did
1: when you're yeah Cops in Ohio are a lot cooler than they are here. <laughs> and so literally, it yeah, was a woman, cool. so well, go there, figure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And she uh, like just took us around in her cop car, and we went club hopping with the cop. That's amazing. And I got in everywhere. I was like 16.
0: That's amazing. That's not a bad story. That's pretty cool.
1: Yeah. So that's little things like Ohio that. That's a
0: story. Yeah. I like it. So that's one thing we have in common. Something else is we both were on a Bravo show. Uh-huh. I was on a show for four episodes. I'm not really proud of. It was called Misadvised. It was around for one oh season. Oh my
1: God. My friend produced that. Isn't that Michaeline Babbage? <laughs> <Yes>. Oh, <laughs> I call her the dark horse. Oh my gosh. She's, she's very dark. She's very intense. She was intense. And Michaeline executive produced The Intervention, which no was way. on Bravo. No, that was 2010. And that was, I think 2010. And I got to tell wow. you, she's just got a dark perspective. And I was <sighs> in watching. Your edits, I helped no in the editing bay as a friend to her, wow. and I actually was giving notes on your edits. Aha. Uh-huh. As oh, Do you as remember my chance? No. Nah, this I like don't, because I've, seen so, years, so yeah, I've seen
0: so many shows and stuff. It was intense. I'll tell you what. So I could appreciate I saw, obviously, some of your episodes back in When was that? 2008, 2007?
1: Probably Workout. Yeah, work Yeah, out. you're talking about yeah, Workout. because yeah, work it was huge then. It was like when yeah, Bravo was, it was really big. Because Bravo wasn't doing that much then. Well, well, they had Project Runway. They had uh, Queer Eye for the Straight Guy. They had Blowout and then Workout. But it was like, yeah, you four or five. It wasn't
0: like 50 shows they have now. Exactly. And you were... It was like huge then. I remember. Yeah, it was. was. We
1: were. It was a. It was a very successful show. And the reason we didn't go to a fourth season when I pitched it to them is because in Workout you had to have, of course, drama. I mean, uh, fitness, but there had to be a lot of drama. (laughs) A lot. In my personal life, like you sitting with, and it it got to the point where I just got too healthy for it. You know, I broke up with the train wreck (laughs) girlfriend, and I and I cut some ties with some other people, and I fired some people from the show which was a big drama cast members from the show mm-hmm. and I fired them who were them. dramatic and not bringing adding value to your life probably right right that they were just trying what they would do is they would um, they would create they, things that wouldn't happen and they would create drama on camera and ambush me Hell no, you're not going to do that to me. <laughs> on camera. On camera. So, for instance, things that would happen behind the scenes, like a conversation we would have, then they'd ambush me on camera, which is really unprofessional.
0: They want to just talk to you one on one first.
1: No, no, no. They wouldn't even do any of that. They would oh, just m- create a drama that didn't even exist and then ambush me. And then the cameras would roll to see what my impression was. Well, my impression is like, get the hell out of my office. You're fired. <laughs> right. If you're going to ambush me on my own show, you're fired. Yeah, that's not now, cool. You got to keep it professional. Wow. So you probably know all the reality tricks. Of course. I
0: remember, I mean, doing it, you know, for a month, my friend was like one of the stars in the show, and she asked me to come on to be there one night for her. She was like, it'll be great for you, this and that, for your brand. So I went on. And then the producers, it wasn't, uh, what's her name, Michaeline. Yeah, Michaeline. It wasn't, she wasn't there. It was another producer there who was like, we want to have you come back on. Will you like take this girl out on a date? And we love Uh you, blah, blah, blah. And for like a month and a half, I was torn to go back on. Because I was just like, I don't know if I feel good about you this. You weren't situation.
1: feeling right. I was not feeling good yeah. at all. Yeah.
0: And uh, my but friend- But you're never like,
1: going to feel good doing your own reality show exactly. or any kind of reality show. Yeah. It's, a, it's, a, it's, it's an it's uncomfortable a, it, it's experience. It's a very uncomfortable experience <laughs> when you've got um, people that are working on the show whose only job is to tear you down- and then build you up like every episode. Oh my episode. gosh. You know? Because that's what makes it's a roller it coaster. interesting. Of course. Here's the thing. We don't want just a full hero. In intervention, wow. I'll give you an example. Our numbers, we were the highest rated on Monday night and then our numbers st- started dropping, right? Wow. And that's because it was such a healthy and... And positive show, it right. was not what the Bravo market desires now, right. which is cattier and a little bit meaner. Um, and so it was such a positive like fitness base. We had like um, in-gym fitness and then a beautiful outdoor fitness in every episode. And people just didn't embrace it because it right. was just too healthy.
0: Should have been on the Oprah channel. Right.
1: Which now it should have been doing, on the Oprah channel. Which now they're doing even more catty stuff to get ratings up. Listen, you can't do... I've got a show that I'm working on right now. And the deal is... <laughs> is you can't do a show that is positive. You have to have drama coming from somewhere. If it's not coming from me, if I'm not a train wreck, which I'm not, I'm very healthy and positive, Mm -hmm. then it has to come from other cast members or embedded in the content of the story. It's, it's a tricky game, which has taken me so long to sell a show because it is so Hard to sell a show that your heart just doesn't feel right about.
0: I look at like the biggest loser. It seems like that's everyone's a hero there, right? But there's still drama with the trainers and with, you know, the. You know personalities, I guess.
1: Right, everyone's a hero, but there's a couple reasons why Biggest Loser, which is not doing as well now, but why it had such a good long haul. Mm-hmm. And one is because people w- want to see the circus kind of environment of morbidly obese people. We're talking yeah. about three, four hundred pounds overweight, yeah. s- crying and cur- getting cursed at and <laughs> spitting up in a bucket. <laughs> on a treadmill and being run to death and then right. being in like little booty shorts and a sports bra and a bouncy house I think that's the last episode I finally was like I can't take it anymore <laughs> and um but they want to see that kind of circus environment mm-hmm. number 1 number 2 the casting of the um contestants was so amazing their stories were so powerful yeah. look you don't get to that level of addiction cuz being morbidly obese means that you are full on in your addiction. Yeah. You don't get that to that level of addiction unless you've got something extremely powerful going on in your personal life. Mm-hmm. Or that you have been just slipped off track, a death, a disease, something, you know what, what do
0: you find is the most common theme for people who are addicted who get overweight? What is the emotional barrier or the traumatic thing that happens to them? Or what is that quality that keeps we, them addicted yeah. and stuck?
1: We looked at that in the intervention. We had therapy and really? in fit the intervention at the end of every episode. And it was kind of crazy. And I'm the one that actually told them this was true from my years of owning gyms uh-huh. and talking to clients in a personal way. Um, but it usually comes from one triggered event in childhood. So there has been one traumatic, whether it be a divorce or something more heinous, such as like molestation, yeah. but there's one trigger event in childhood that, that makes that child or that in those formative years or maybe that teen um, start looking at food for serotonin, dopamine, and norepinephrine, which are the three chemicals in our brain that make us feel happy and good. Mm-hmm. Alcohol releases that. Nicotine releases that. Coffee releases that. Fattening foods and sugar release that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's when addictive behaviors start coming out is in dealing, trying to deal with sure. that.
0: Okay. What about on the other side of the coin where people are addicted to working out? Is there a right. similar type of trace back from yeah. childhood Yes, why they're
1: so driven. Trainers s- are healing, get into, okay, you become a personal trainer because you first heal yourself. Uh-huh. So at first, what you've done If you've said, well, this is a a crazy hot mess, (laughs) (laughs) Right, this is not working in my life, right? That's what you do. And you say, this isn't going to work. I'm not going to have success like this. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm off track, whether I'm doing this, this or that, or I don't feel good about my body or I'm overeating, whatever it may be. So trainers self heal first and they say, wow, there's something to this because yeah, exercise does release all three of those feel good chemicals strongly. You know? So you don't need the foods. Right. You can do it. You can do the exercise. Get the same thing. I always say, um, when in doubt, go work out. Yeah. So when in doubt in your life, when I've gone through the worst trials and tribulations, when life just hits me really, really hard, that's when I really throw myself into my workout, mm. myself into my workouts, because I know when in doubt, go work out. And I know it's going to give me that healthy, lifting up feeling that I desire rather than say, go and have drinks every night with friends, yeah. which is not healthy. No. That's just not a good way to live.
0: It, it gives you a lot more clarity too. When you get to, when you sweat and you work that hard, you can usually release a lot of the negative emotions. Yeah, you can. And get clear on what is it I really want in my life moving forward. All right? I do
1: during my workouts is fantasize about all I want. So all I do during my workouts, whether I take a spinning class or I'm not boxing, boxing is too strenuous. All you're trying to do is stay alive. (laughs) I, cause I, I'm into Muay Thai and Muay Thai. Thai. Yeah. I love love Muay Thai. I'm a big fan. I'm on, I'm at like level three right now, but I was at level four. So I want to get back up to level four. But anyway, um, so you're just trying to survive in Muay Thai.
0: Exactly. There's no, yeah, you're just trying
1: to breathe. And like most of the time I'm like, you know, in between, I'm just like, Looking down at the ground and my um my coach is like, "What's down there? Who are you talking to <laughs> down there? like little people, what's happening so that kicks my butt more than any routine, but I kick my own butt in the gym, yeah, so I'll do course. like for instance, I'm trying to drop I've got a photo shoot in thirty days. I'm trying to drop seven pounds of fat, which is gonna be insane, wow. and I'm trying to put on five pounds of muscle, wow. so I'm trying to completely change my my body. In 30 days, which I'm used to doing, but mm-hmm. as I'm getting older, it's getting harder and harder.
0: Yeah. It's hard. I mean, I'm, I'm 32 now, and I, when I hit 30, I remember feeling like, man, I'm just getting a lot more injuries, and it's harder to recover. Are you?
1: Yeah. It's yeah, I'm so lucky that I, I've never been injured. Oh, my god! In all my training, I've never been injured, and That's I've done some fun. crazy stuff.
0: Yeah, I mean I used to play a uh, professional football, so I broke mm-hmm. my wrist and you know had surgeries and everything. It's just it's
1: well that's fun. why. Because you you already primed your body with professional football exactly, and yeah. then you go to the weights and it's, it's like what?
0: Yeah, it's not good.
1: Yeah. So you moved out here when you're a freshman
0: and then you start I think I read you started your first business when you were twenty one. Is that right? I did,
1: yeah. I got really I, I was at the right place, right time. Um after school, I decided that I i didn't know what I wanted to do. I kind okay. of drifted. I, I went to fashion design illustrating school. Uh-huh. So my background is art. So I was like, oh my gosh, this industry is so shallow. I have no <laughs> desire to be in this industry. Uh-huh. So I started drifting from job to job. You worked at Warner Brothers for a little bit, right? I worked at Warner Brothers when I was 30. Yeah. And okay. I was hardcore at Warner Brothers for five years. Wow. So, um, but- so I kind of drifted from job to job. I sold aluminum siding for sears. I worked in a boiler room, like a really intense like no telemarketing room. Yeah. I did a lot of different things. And I realized, wow, I'm really good at sales. This is where I seem to go from here to here in sales, no matter what I do. Get results. I get good results. I was making a good living, but I didn't want to obviously sell aluminum siding for the rest <laughs> of my life. But um so I started working in a cellular company and this is like mm-hmm. a long time ago when cell phones were just, just starting starting like 1997 like big, through
0: 99 yeah
1: like what? the big transformer phones that you would have like in the car and you'd carry around it look sure, like luggage sure. and then the big motorola back okay yeah. like the big motorola yeah we used to call it the brick phone and um and so i worked in sales and there was another woman that worked in sales with me we'll say girl because i was young and um we were the top salespeople in our company wow. and our boss was a jerk and didn't treat us well and he didn't promote us from within. So we just said we could do this. So we didn't have any money. So we started, we rented our own fax machine, wow. our own phones, and a little office at the Sahi building, which is on Wilshire for 200 bucks a month. That's okay. all we could afford. Wow. And I started cold calling corporations, cold calling, pretending that we had a whole store. Within six months, we'd moved into a storefront and I had 60 employees. Holy. Within a year, I was a millionaire.
0: Wow. So it was a good- Selling cellular phones.
1: Yeah. It was such an incredible business back then. Okay. And um, there were only two carriers back then. And you could flip them back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And they could still retain their number between carriers, not to get too boring. Like, who cares about this? (laughs) But, um, you know, no, but that's how I made my money. And I really was able to just kind of like live off my funds for quite a while.
0: Okay. So when did you realize that you don't want to sell phones anymore? And what was the next thing?
1: I wanted to get in the entertainment industry. And, and acts or no, 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 no. Acting. Absolutely not. Um, I just wanted to do something like write or produce mm-hmm. or something creative in the entertainment industry.
0: Cause you're an artist at heart,
1: right? I am an artist yes. at heart. And so I, um, I, all my friends were in the entertain, entertainment industry and they were like mm-hmm. production coordinators, production managers, things like that, working on video shoots. And I thought how exciting would it be to work like with this rocker band sure. or this band? So, um, I, My first job was working as an assistant, which is as low as you can get. It's worse than a PA, but an assistant audience coordinator for the Susan Powder Show. Some of your viewers might remember Susan Powder. She was a relevant fitness expert back in the early 90s. Okay. And she wrote a book called Stop the Insanity. Wow. Yeah. Okay. And um, she had a show. She had her own daytime talk show. Wow. And so I worked on that show booking her audience. And I didn't need the money because I was still you know, flush with cash. So I did it for fun. Right. and ended up working my way up there and then moving over to Warner Brothers and getting in their writer's department. So, okay.
0: too, in person or on the phone with your local agent or on statefarm.com, where their award-winning app, State Farm, lets you do things your way. So when you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember to say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. And were you writing TV shows or I wrote.
1: Or? I started as an executive um, assistant, and then I moved to a writer's assistant, which is a really good gig, if anybody knows yep. that. And then I moved to a script coordinator, and then I sold one script. And at 30, I said, I don't want to do this. And I was heavy- <laughs> Into bodybuilding Uh at the time and it like really transformed my body and changed my life. And I was taking friends as clients and I was like, God, I really have a knack for this. Like I'm not just changing their bodies, but I'm changing the whole trajectory of their lives. Mm. So then I got addicted. Their
0: their health, everything.
1: I got addicted. When I can come into somebody's life and just completely – Give them the kind of life coaching and the kind of feeling that yeah. they need to move upwards. That is so addictive, I can't tell you. And mm-hmm. I still love it. I still mm-hmm. love doing
0: it. What is it you love the most about working with a client or a group of people? What is the the thing that you're talking about right now that yeah. you love?
1: I, I think what it is is I just love the fact that they see something in themselves that perhaps they've never seen before. Sure. Something positive in themselves. Yeah. Something greater. Something stronger. Something more warrior Ish, mm. you know, um, so things maybe that we're holding them back in their jobs as parents, as partners, um, confidence. We're talking about confidence, yeah. you know. I mean, working out and doing what I do is we build confidence. Yeah. You know, that's what my job is: is to take a person and completely break them down and build them up so mm. that they're a confident, uh, person that lights up a room. Yeah, you know, I teach how to have charisma. Sure. You know, this world, you need to have charisma. Yeah. As much as you can. It just gives you such a benefit. Such
0: an advantage. Yeah, it does. Now, what's the thing that holds people back the most? Is it fear? Is it worthiness? Is it, or is it just an addictive personality that holds them back from transforming their lifestyle to one, getting fit and then staying fit?
1: I think it is an addictive lifestyle, but addiction comes from low self-esteem more than anything. I kind of go against what AA teaches mm-hmm. and focus less on chemical addictions that you're born with mm-hmm. as a disease and focus on what is kind of developed within you emotionally and the crutches that you choose in life yeah. to use. Yeah. And I like to deal kind of with addiction on that level. Um And so- I think it's people have – I think an enormous amount of Americans, and I don't see this in Europe as much, have low self-esteem. Why I, is that? You think? I, think, um, I think our hyper-vigilance with beauty and looks and youth and um, sexuality in this country, maybe one. Um, like if you go to Brazil, for instance, um, I dated a Brazilian for five and a half years. I know a lot about Brazil. And sure. if you go to Brazil, the women, they don't wear makeup. They walk around during the day it's wearing makeup. natural beauty. They're natural beauties. And and even if they're not natural beauties, not everybody can be, be beautiful, right. but even if they're not natural beauties, they still have no makeup on. Why? And they still walk because they're confident about mm. their sensuality. They know that it's more than just physical beauty in your face, mm. that it's about how you carry yourself. And the women there are confident in all body styles and shapes. Amazing. And that's what's different about America is that we have sort of a, a, an identity of what is beautiful and what is sensual. Right. Because if you're sexy, you don't need to be beautiful. Sexiness, right. but so trumps beauty, it's crazy. Yeah. you yeah. know. Um, and uh, so we kind of have like these really high ideals of what's sensual and what's beautiful, and mm-hmm. we shouldn't. Yeah, okay. What do you
0: think are maybe two or three ways that we can apply something to our, our daily lives right now to increase our confidence and to increase this self-esteem that we're lacking in general. Right. A couple of things that you teach that we could just do at home or at the gym.
1: Yeah. What are those Self-esteem comes from setting a small goal for yourself and achieving at the end of each day. Mm. So it's really important to have goals for yourself. Yeah. You know? And so one small goal can be like, I'm going to drink three liters of water today. And now we know that three liters of water is a sweet spot and that it speeds up your metabolism by about 33%. That's very significant. in terms of weight loss. Okay. So three liters of water, three liters of water. So now we can say, okay, I'm going to just make sure that when I go to work or wherever I am, I just always have water and I'm going to drink three liters a day. Mm. End of the day. If you achieve that, you, Build self-esteem because you Uh did something positive for yourself. At the end of the day, if you didn't achieve that, what do you think that does? It breaks down your self-esteem because you couldn't even keep a small goal. So what happens when we don't keep our goals? When we
0: say, I'm committing to the new year. When we don't keep
1: our goals, then we tend to go towards crutches, such as social media, to get attention, such as technology and things like that, such as food, alcohol, cigarettes, weed, then that's what happens when we don't have that strong self esteem from just keeping simple goals. Wow. So for instance, simple goal is I'm going to move my body intensely for 20 minutes a day. I yeah. mean, Harvard did a study and said three times a week is not enough, that it takes five to six times a week, which I always knew. Right. I trained six days a week yeah. and have for my entire life. Yeah. And I do that because I love what it releases in my brain. Mm-hmm. And you know, like you said, clarity, but, um, I also do it. So it, Balances my sleep patterns. Yes. You know, because I have problems with sleep.
0: Yeah, and working out is the best thing to put you to sleep. And my gosh. <laughs> if you it don't makes, work out, you're up all night. Still. That's
1: right. You're up and your mind is active all night and you just don't have that like again, dopamine, which is the biggest sleep sure. aid that you can have in melatonin. But um, you know And how important is sleep for our health? I have talked about it. Sleep this a is lot so podcast, critical but, for health. Yeah. And there are things that, you know, you can do and can't do. Number one is you have to kick all your pets out of the bed. And I know dog lovers don't like to hear that. No pets. No pets in the bed uh, because they mess up a, your sleep cycles. Really? What if it's yeah. just a cat at the feet? You're not it's supposed just... to sleep with your pets. Wow. Yeah. No pets. No pets. I know. That means no phones too, if that's a pet. And that means no phones. <laughs> no electronics, so my right? phone my phone stays on vibrate all the way on the other side of my house. So my bedroom really? is on one side of my home and my living room is on another. And my phone at ten o'clock at night gets plugged into my computer. And it stays over there, and I will not hear it or even acknowledge Mm -hmm. it in the middle of the night. But if it's by your head
0: and you have it on silent, you still have that crutch.
1: Don't use your phone as your alarm. Go old school. Wow. and just get an alarm clock and put your phone away. I know this is not popular because people are so addicted to their phones. And I was actually talking to a friend of mine and she said that sometimes at three o'clock in the morning when she can't sleep, she gets on her phone and looks at Instagram. Mm-hmm. That's the worst thing to do. I can, I've been guilty of that for sure. Yeah, exactly. See, you do it as well. And a lot <laughs> yeah. of people do it, but if you're yeah. really trying to get, say on sleep, Or if you feel sleep deprived, remember, certain hormones are released when you get REM sleep. And one is um, testosterone, which is a youth hormone, and also HGH, which which is a youth hormone. So HGH is human growth hormone. And these are released during your REM sleep. If you're not getting that REM sleep, then you're not releasing those good hormones. You're actually releasing one of the fat-gaining hormone, and that's cortisol. Mm. And you don't want to release cortisol in the middle of the night.
0: Mm. What are some other tips for sleeping besides getting rid of electronics um, and pets? Eat
1: fat, like, um, good fats right before bed. So for right instance, yeah, every night, like I told you, I'm training for something. Okay. Yeah. So every night, so You're I'm looking hungry. You're looking fit. I'm, I'm actually, I've never been heavier in my life. It's <laughs> really crazy. Yeah. Look great. <laughs> Thank you. I feel good, but what happens is like your face fills out when you mm. gain weight, but you know, so is your ass. <laughs> and, um, so basically, I've got like my fitness goal and everything, and I'm eating more calories because I'm hungrier. So around 10 o'clock or so, I make myself a piece of salmon.
0: Okay. So wow. the good-
1: 10 o'clock. Yeah. So fats in salmon in particular are um, really, really release the most dopamine in your brain mm-hmm. right before bed. Okay. So just like a nice source of protein, uh, like even a low-fat cottage cheese, which has casein in it, which is a natural relaxant. Sure. You know?
0: What's the latest we should eat before we- Sleep.
1: As long as you're eating the right things, like the two things I just described okay. to you, like an it's hour fine. fine. Totally, even 30 minutes before. Totally, just, really, okay. It cool. doesn't matter. There's um, because there's different trains of thoughts from all these, you know, health experts. Fruit is not such a good idea because of okay. high sugar. Gotcha. So fruit has fructose. Um, and depending on what kind of fruit you eat, like a banana is higher in sugar than say a citrus, you know, but, um, fruit is not such a great thing right before bed. Mm -hmm. But if you have a protein source before bed, then you're pretty much fine. If you have a healthy fat source, if you want to half an avocado and eat half an avocado, that would be a really great, uh, sleep aid as well. Okay. Uh, I want to transition
0: back into the show a little bit on how you got the show, the first show workout. And did you have a game plan? Getting on the show, <laughs> if, if
1: anything has fallen into my, there's a lot of things in my life that fall into my lap, uh-huh. and it's kind of hilarious. <laughs> but um, I it's like I rarely go searching for things. Usually, they just kind of find me. Sure. And um, if anything in my entire career has fallen into my lap, it was a workout. Okay. So I'll give you an example of what happened. I had this beautiful, world class. Gym Spon, and medical. Hills, yeah, right? in Hills, yeah, in Beverly Hills. In the Penthouse, glass and clothes. And it was also a medical group. Mm-hmm. So I had doctors um and chiropractors and um everybody working for me in that medical group. And top
0: athletes would come and absolutely train,
1: yeah. top athletes, top celebrities, like everybody from Paul McCartney to Ann Hathaway, everybody wow. trained there. And so we had like and and the best trainers, like mm-hmm. the most elite group of trainers. And um so One a executive producer came and she said, I want to shoot a show in your gym. Will you negotiate the fee? So we used to do shoots up there all the time because it had a beautiful view of the city. Mm -hmm. So we were talking and she kind of got a glimmer in her eye and she's like, you know what? You've got a pretty bold personality. Sure. Can I just shoot some footage on you and let's pitch that to Bravo and see what they say? So she followed me around with a little handy cam. I mean, I did my own makeup. I sure. was just like, I, I was like living in an apartment. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah. I was living in a nice apartment, but I was living yeah, in an apartment, yeah. Yeah. you know? And um, I used to take like a motorbike to work. Like it was like three blocks scooter. away from my apartment. Sure, sure. So um So, but basically, so we shot and it was like, it was fun. Like I really enjoyed it. Yeah. And then um, she sent it and at that time, Lauren Zelaznik was the head of Bravo. She was the big wig. Mm -hmm. And um, Lauren said, we're not going to pick it up. She called me personally, which I thought was really nice. Mm -hmm. We're not going to pick it up, but we promise not to pitch it to anybody else for like two months. Wow. So I was like, okay, but I knew- I wasn't planning to do a show, so yeah. No, I wasn't (laughs) planning on it. I didn't even look for it. (laughs) And so I was like, sure. So um, they ended up buying it. Like two months later, she gave me the call and she's like, we're picking up the show and the rest is history. Wow. And then they became so intrusive. Then I moved into a home. They shot me in the home. They shot me in the car. They shot me in my therapist's office. They shot me with my Christian mom who was not really happy about my lesbianism. They shot my girlfriend. Yeah. They shot my girlfriend throwing a glass at my head and us having temper tantrums all the time. Then let the party begin.
0: Wow! Yeah, it was okay. crazy. So, what did that experience do for your business and your your life?
1: Um, well, it gave me opportunities to write a book and do some DVDs, but it, I I wouldn't suggest it for life. I don't think it's really I, <laughs> for I'll, your business. What did it do for you? Um, it gave me it gave me more opportunities. Yeah. Did you, so, did your I'll, business grow? I'll you, I'll give you an example. Yeah. Let's say you get a book deal. Yeah. And you're on TV, mm-hmm. and you've got say eight episodes, and you're holding that book up. On two of those episodes, this is my new book, which is what I did. Okay, you're going to get sell about 100,000 more books than you would if you didn't, okay? Uh So that's what it does for you. So let's say you got maybe 5,000 hits on your website before, and now you're getting, say, 30,000, 40,000, 50,000, 100,000 hits, you Mm. know? It does that. But this moment the show goes off, all those hits and everything go away. Yep, people don't remember. They just wow. have a short attention span. They're on to the next thing. So the show lasted two or three seasons, right? Three, three seasons. Yeah.
0: And after it ended, were you? Did you have kind of like a hangover? Like
1: I had a very bad taste in my mouth. Very, very ways? bad taste. I had such a bad taste in my mouth that I refused to talk about my personal life at all in my next show, *Thintervention*. And if I had talked about my personal life and if I had shared my perspective in interview, in interviews. Um, that show would have gotten picked up. I know that mm-hmm. for a fact. I was executive producer. I created it. And all it took is me being more personal and not right. just being an expert, which is right. how I pose myself, but I'd been burned from workout so badly showing how personal that was that I refused to do any personal bits on th- wow. intervention. Wow. And now I know that I have to have my point of view, my perspective, and be personal a little bit and show a little bit Some, of my life. Yeah. Some. But could, not nearly as much as workout. That right, was crazy. Right. That was intense. So I that had a really great. bad taste in my mouth. And and I still don't love doing TV because of it.
0: Really? No, I would don't you, enjoy doing if TV. If you could go back and do it over again, would you do it or say
1: Um no? That is a really good question. I've never thought of that before in my life. Mm. Um because I think that I like to be behind the scenes mm. more than I like to be on camera. So mm. I think what I would do is just focus more on on um my business. And expanding my business instead of television. Isn't that crazy? Interesting. Everybody wants to be on TV. Right. And I am saying right now that it's not all that it's chalked up to be.
0: Oh, okay. At least not in that format.
1: Not in that format. Like the show that I'm working on right now, I'm really excited about because I think it could be massively life-changing and nobody's seen it done before. Okay. So it's something new that no yeah. one's seen done. And that's very exciting for me to be executive producer sure. and to host that type of big cool. show. You know? Sure.
0: So what happened in, after the show was over and done three seasons and then didn't pick it up again or you didn't do it for whatever reason? What What did you go through personally? Was there... A struggle you know did people forget about you right away were no no no. people did not
1: forget about me right away i had a really good strong you know eight ten year run there wow. um of course so i hired probably yeah years. i hired a publicist and that sure. publicist kept me constantly like on magazine covers in magazines um you know up until about a year ago is that i was the highest contributing fitness expert in the world. Wow. I mean, I have done so much content. It's crazy. It's like, you would not believe I, I won't even list it for and you. shows and everything. Just so much press and so much content. I mean, I said yes to everything. So it could be like, if you had like a, a, a handout or something and said, Jackie Warner, we need a quote. Sure. Let's get on the phone <laughs> and do it. Want. Yeah. 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 I mean, I said yes to everything. <laughs> That's great. But, um, I don't regret that at all. You know, um, But yeah, I think – yeah, I guess that answered your question. Do you feel like you – I mean I did have a hangover from it. Yeah. I had a hangover from it and I actually left town quite a bit and took this house in Cabo and I would go by myself. This is how much of a hangover I had. I would go by myself and go for four days at a time and just sit quiet (laughs) on the beach or like there was an infinity pool there and like sitting in the pool overlooking the ocean for hours a day. And um, and not have anybody to talk to for like four days in a row. And I went to that house like once a month until I got my head right again. (laughs) So would you
0: say that was the main thing you did to to start turning your life around from that hangover? Yeah,
1: I just had to spend quiet time and reflective time and think about what you know was important to me, um, what I wanted to do, and just think about that.
0: Yeah, you know. Now being from Ohio, I know your DNA. But coming to LA and being here for however long you've been here now, years. surrounded by the industry and T V and everything, craziness. Delusion. What keeps you grounded today after all that you've been through?
1: Um I still take clients. Mm. So after all these years, one-on-one I still clients. take one on one clients. Huh. And that keeps me grounded. Because um uh now now let me tell you what type of client. It can't just be like any old client. It's right. gotta be somebody That is really ready to make a life change. So if I'm having a conversation with you and we're sparking up conversation about wellness, exercise, life, Mm -hmm. and I see that you really, really are ready to make that change and you just need me to hold your hand through it. That's the client I take, and that's a client that is extremely satisfying to me. Because they're going to work hard for it too. They're going to work hard. They're going to do everything you tell them to do. They're going to tr- put their trust fully in you, and those clients are the ones that yeah. really respond.
0: Yeah, I like yeah. that. So how many clients do you usually have every month, like just a handful? Or- just a
1: handful, Yeah, and I do a lot of Skyping as well, oh, which really? is really difficult. The Skyping tough. is difficult. Watching them train? And- yeah, watching them train and um, me being out, sitting in front of my computer and having them on their computer – and then uh, having a really good <laughs> sessions, working chest, back, shoulders, quads, glute, hamstring, triceps, biceps, um, and all these muscle groups, and doing that three times a week on Skype is intense. Yeah. And you just—it's like all about form correction. You're just—I'm wow. just constantly correcting form, which can be exhausting. At the end of the Skype session, I feel like I've trained five people back to back. You're it's just that there exhausting. Analyzing, looking through the computer, yeah. You're using your brain and your mouth, and you're not touching, and you're not like physically able to show them anything. Right. You're just sitting. Sure. You know, <laughs> it's intense.
0: There's try no, it. There's no. Ch- Everybody out there, down, try yeah. it. You know. So tell me about this book. Uh, this is why you're sick and tired. What What are the main reasons why we're sick and tired as a right. you know, as a country or
1: the world? As a country, In general, the country. Yeah, the as a country. What's the main Um, reason why
0: people are sick and tired?
1: The main reason is our cells are toxic. So our cells are working at about 20% functioning in this country because of our processed foods. So what our FDA allows in our foods is unlike any other country in the world practically. No
0: one else allows them to have it. So
1: even if you go to third world countries, they have higher standards for food. Crazy. Which is crazy when you think about how much... the United States is the world leader mm-hmm. and our foods are so corrupt. They're just so corrupt. Yeah. And um so basically there's a whole industries that are conspiring to keep us sick yeah. and tired. Mm. And these industries have so much power in our political, in, in the political realm that they just constantly, it, it's about making a buck as opposed to making us healthier yeah. uh individuals. So, Toxic cells. So our cells are working about 20% as opposed to 100%. You know, and I addressed that in the first week of this yep, yep. through cellular detox diet. And another one is burnt out adrenals and thyroid. So a lot of women- It comes from over
0: lack of sleep or just overstress? It
1: comes from overstress. Again, yeah. cortisol is being spiked all throughout yeah. the day um, and night and um, also too much caffeine intake. So the more like monster drinks and drinks like this that are high energy, high octane Coffee, drinks. Nonstop. And also Starbucks, no offense, but yeah. I, I notice a big difference when I just cut my afternoon Starbucks out. As opposed to drinking coffee throughout the day, yeah. I do start feeling really worn down after I do that. Like right. I'm chasing the dragon. Okay. So, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I don't know what that even means, but <laughs> I like it. it's something, something, but, um, you know, and then the, the third aspect is of course I dedicate an entire chapter to real sleep issues mm. and, and foods. I give you foods that help you sleep. I give you diets that help you sleep and just getting the seven cycles of sleep.
0: Yeah. I love it. Well, I want to ask you a few questions before I ask you those. Make sure you guys pick up a copy of this book. Check it out for those watching the video. And for those listening, it's called This is Why You're Sick and Tired and How to Look and Feel Amazing. It's a three week detox plan to help you reset metabolism, boost your energy, and drop the pounds. Very excited. And where can they get this over on your Anywhere. website? You online, can get it. You
1: can Barnes get it. And um, Barnes and Noble. Noble's. You can get it. Most retailers. You can get it. And Amazon is a great sure, place sure. to get it. Okay. We'll have it yeah. all
0: linked up on the show notes sure. as well. What are you most grateful for in your life recently?
1: Um, I'm going to – I know 100 percent my mother. Mm. Um, My mom and I always had a very difficult relationship and I would go sometimes six months as an adult woman without talking to my own mother. And um, about two years ago, I just literally woke up one day and said, this has to change. I can't have this relationship with my own mother anymore. So this is a relatively new wow. relationship. Once I made the decision to forgive and to move forward, um, I made that decision. And we are so close now that not only do we constantly visit, she's from uh, still in Ohio, really? nice. but she's the first person I talked to in the morning over my coffee. We oh. talked for about half an hour. I talked to her throughout the day. Wow. I talked to her before I go to bed at night. Wow. And so this relationship has become very intense, very important. And she's become my best friend and my therapist.
0: Amazing. Yeah. Well, for so, a year, it was a year. You were only talking it was to her years. It, year. it was
1: years. I mean, there's so many factors. You know, she was only 18 when she had me and you can't be a good parent at 18. It's I don't care what anybody says. Yeah. It's very challenging. And so, um, you know, there were just so many years of anger and disappointment and all these things that, you know, that a lot of people and families have yeah. that go through with their parents.
0: So what do you think it took from you to finally move past it or forgive? What What did you create in yourself? To yeah.
1: I went on a journey. I went on a journey where I, re- I took all addictive substances huh. and toxins out of my life. So you not, you can't.
0: Negative addictions. Negative, yeah. negative.
1: Yeah. So I went through this journey for a year and I didn't drink, take one drink. That's really interesting. Try it sometime. You, you will change drastically mm. when you don't, when you cut alcohol out, cause I'm a social drinker, yeah. but still it's, it's a need, mm. you know, it really, really it's something, you're is something yeah. yeah, that you're avoiding or maybe you don't, it helps with anxiety or perhaps it helps confidence with or- confidence. Perhaps you have social anxiety or yeah. you're shyer and you'd like to be more, maybe you can't. Hit on somebody without it. You know, there's so many factors of why we love to drink around the world, around the world, Mm -hmm. not just Americans, but around the world. Go to Ireland and it's like, it's it's a part of their culture every day after work. It's part of their culture. So there's a reason why we like it. And um, I decided that it was a toxin because it is, I hate to say it, but it is a toxin. And I decided to remove it from my life for a year, any kind of negative crutch for a year. And in that time, I grew substantially as a human being. It changed the course of my life and it also changed my personality drastically, Mm. very drastically. And in that change, I was able to heal that relationship with my mother. Mm. And now, no matter what. We have it, and it's a huge gift to me. It's amazing. Really.
0: And she comes out and visits, and you go back to a house or now. Yeah.
1: As a matter of fact, I used to couldn't wait to get rid of her. I, <laughs> I could stay in her for like five days, and then i actually put her on a plane early and to get rid of her when oh I was young, like younger, yeah. like in my 30s or, or 20s. And now, um, the last time she came to visit, she was planning to stay for eight days, right? Well, I extended her trip for three weeks. <laughs> That's amazing. So she stayed in my home for three weeks. Amazing. I, it was like Chris kid on Christmas morning. Like I couldn't wait to wake up and wake her up Oh, that's cool. <laughs> and you know, like pad into her bedroom uh-huh. and wake her up and make her like get up with sure. me and things like that. So it was just like, it's just really lovely. That's cool. Yeah.
0: Well, thanks for sharing that. That's awesome. Sure. Um, before I ask the final question, again, I want to make sure everyone go check out the book and follow you online. We'll have it all linked up at the end of every episode. I like to acknowledge my guests. Uh-huh. Something that comes up and opens up for me. So, Jackie, what I'd like to acknowledge about you is I want to acknowledge your realness. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Your realness and your ability to say what's on your mind and share what's on your mind without worrying what other people think, Mm -hmm. who you really are. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of people have some misunderstandings about you. And mm-hmm. for me to just have this interaction with you really opens me up to seeing who you really are. And I appreciate mm-hmm. the value you bring to the world and the dedication you have to serving so many people. Thank you. Because it takes, you know, I see it's not just about you. And the more you talk about it, you don't even want to be on TV. It's, it's about serving a mission that you have that mm-hmm. I can see that. Mm-hmm. And for me, that's really cool to see how you're bigger than your your you know yourself. It's your it's about your mission. It's about serving people that you still want to serve. One yeah. of your clients, and for me, that's really cool to see that someone with your uh, experience, your success, mm-hmm. your level of tv fame that you're still serving people mm-hmm. and working most importantly on yourself to be there for your family and every day your mom, so. you got to
1: work on yourself every day yeah, yeah. but i do appreciate that yeah, so i, I wear my heart on me. my sleeve and i'm yeah. very real and i don't give a damn what people think about
0: me. <laughs> i think that's pretty clear <laughs> i like it uh final question sure actually sorry two final questions the first one is if this was the last day Mm-hmm. and you had three things to write down. If your TV show was removed from Bravo, right. the books were gone, everything was gone, but you had three things to write down about the truths you know to be true about what you've learned in life. What were those three truths? Oh, that's a,
1: that's a good question. Um, the one truth is is – Really see yourself as an individual, not through other people's eyes mm. and just like what you were talking about and what other people, how they see you, but how you really visualize yourself. And and to do that, you have to find something that you're good at, Yeah, you know, like pick up something, a hobby, something that you're good at, something that you practice, something that gives you joy, whether it's writing in a journal or what have you. Um, but don't see yourself through other people's eyes. See yourself through your own clear lenses. Yeah. Um, Based on the things that you've achieved within yourself Mm -hmm. Um, Two, a truth is, you know, I think a truth is I think we're kind of judgmental, Mm -hmm. you know, and when you find yourself like judging or looking at people and picking them apart, um, really try to ask yourself if you would like that judgment based on your appearance Mm -hmm. or, you know, something about yourself. Yeah. So, um, that's an ultimate truth is try, just try not to be so judgmental. That's more of a rule. And then three, what would a truth be? Um, I don't know. That's a good one. Guide me here. (laughs) Something about,
0: about your personal experience, about your love, about relationships, about.
1: Well, you know, my personal relationships, like in love are really interesting because my bar is so high Mm. now. Like I, I would not date any of the women that I've dated in the past now. Right. But, um, you know, I, I think a truth should be don't ever settle for someone else because you're so afraid of being alone. Mm. And I think a lot of people do that. They're uncomfortable with not having codependency and attention and love and caresses and all the thing that things that a relationship brings them. Yeah. So they end up kind of settling or seeing red flags or getting into a relationship that's kind of dysfunctional mm-hmm. and that's not going to make you grow or expand in the way that you should. Yeah. Being alone for a little period of time is extremely life expansive. Mm-hmm. I you I know.
0: Agree. Thanks for those three truths. Sure.
1: Final question. What's yeah. your definition? It goes on and on. Lewis, <laughs> my goodness. Uh, what's your definition of greatness? Oh my God, you're asking hard questions. These are (laughs) these are like big questions. Um, I, I believe in, in, um, I, I believe the definition of greatness to me is how great and powerful is your energy, your positive energy. And I teach people how to have positive energy just by the way they carry themselves. You know, um, I can tell you right now that I go to the same restaurants, the same juice bars, the same gyms, you know, I've got a course, a few memberships now, but, um, I like to rotate, but, um, and everybody says to me more than any other thing, like your energy is very positive and very strong. Mm-hmm. And that does not come naturally. Yeah. It's something I work on every day. So no matter what I'm feeling, maybe I'm having a bad day, maybe I'm depressed, I still try to make that human connection Mm -hmm. and I still try to acknowledge every single person that comes in my path, even walking down the street, which might be a little weird, like locking eyes and smiling at everybody that walks down the street. But, you know, so the people have to realize energy can be so impactful and you can change a thousand lives in one day just Mm -hmm. by waking up and deciding that you want to, Mm. you know, whether it be the parking attendant yeah. to picking up your dry cleaning and making a connection asking about how's your daughter da, 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 you know people want that connection mm-hmm. and so i try to work on that every day so powerful energy
0: there you go well thanks so much for coming thank on. you i appreciate it Jack.
1: thank you very much it was fun yeah.
0: there you have it guys i hope you enjoyed this episode if you did make sure to share with your friends louis slash two two one share it out Go back to the show notes there. You can get all the links with the information with Jackie. You can check out the video, this full interview as well of us. Share the video out on Facebook. You've got some great tweets there. Connect with Jackie. Connect with her, her on social media. Check out her book and all the stuff she's up to back at the show notes at lewishouse.com slash 221. Again, th- big thanks to Jackie Warner for coming on. we got some incredible guests coming up soon. And I just want to say thank you to all of you. I acknowledge you all for coming and listening to this podcast. If this is your first time here, please subscribe over on iTunes and check me out over at lewishouse.com slash 221 and continue to follow these episodes because we do this every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, people. And I am pumped to bring you greatness on a consistent basis, and I do it all for you. So go out there today make something magical today make someone smile make yourself smile do something powerful that supports your vision that's what i want you guys to do today you know what time it is it's time to go out there and do something great